name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you will move by your power, that you move by your anointing. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you will come in and fill this place. I take authority of the atmosphere. I cast out every unclean spirit. I call forth the spirit of the living God. I call forth angels around the building, on the inside of the building, across the pulpit. I call down revelation like never before, God. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would do all that needs to be done. Hide me behind the cross. Give me access and ability to menace in the third heaven that I may rightly divide the word of truth. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If I was going to pick a topic today, it would be, what do you have in common? What do you have in common? I'm, I'm going to give you the definition for, for common. It says right here, occurring, found, done often, prevalent. The second part of the definition says, shared by, coming from, done by, more than one time. I looked up the word prevalent. It means powerful, dominant. It's, it means widespread. It says in a particular area or at a particular time. Pandemic, powerful. The synonym for it means what? Dominant, in control, superior, supreme. And one of the things when I'm looking at different things and, and what do you have in common, a lot of times we don't understand why we keep going through this cycle over and over again, why you can't let the friends go, why you can't let all of this crazy foolishness stuff attach, that is attached to your life, why you can't let it go. What do you have in common? It's dominating. It's controlling your life. And I like prevalent because it's widespread. And God gave me this. This thing or spirit or situation has covered you totally. And when you're under something, a spiritual attack, or when something has covered you, you do two things. It takes your mind and your spirit away from God. And secondly, you cannot function and concentrate because it has covered you. So therefore, it is supreme ruling being in your life. You cannot have two masters. The Bible says you got to hate one and love the other. What is covering you? What do you have in common with it? In this hour, you got to go down to the second and third layer of your emotion. There's seven layers to the skin. You better find out what is the connection. You need God to start pulling this stuff up by the root. You need to really want to get rid of it. You got to put a demand on the anointing for you to be set free and delivered. You got to put a demand on the anointing that the power of Christ will come in and do what you desire to do in your heart. It doesn't matter what you desire after you get up and pray. You got to have faith on what you pray and stay Stand on it. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. If I said it in prayer, I don't care what you're telling me in my mind because my mind has nothing to do with my faith. What do you have in common? And a lot of times, this is how we fail because we, um, because we um, have we allow this thing to have more power. Or we think that we're more in control than God. So this thing has power because you think that you're more powerful than God. Huh? You got to understand something about education. You got to understand something about Babylon. You got to understand something about you. Huh? You always thinking that you. 
going to always strive and be in competition with the Spirit of God. You need to understand that. You need to understand that the flesh is wicked. And it's going to do everything contrary to the word. So in your mind, when you're working this out, or when you think that you're doing these prayers, there's a flesh that's working in your mind. It's going to cause you to doubt the word of God. It's going to cause you to doubt your ability in the kingdom of God. What do you have in common? So there's always a power struggle going on. Thinking we're more powerful than God. And we fail to turn it over to God. And in your mind, you're saying, huh, I got this. You ain't got nothing. You think you ain't controlled. But the spirit or the ruling are controlling both of you. Some of you got two and three people. Some of you got one. You got to understand something. Huh? You need to get down to the root of the matter. Huh? You need to see what is really going on in you. Huh? Can't no prayer from the pastor. Can't no fasting from the mother do it. You got to get on your faith and seek God with your whole heart. We're coming and pressing towards the end time, and it has already started. There's a strong spirit of deception in the land, and it's taking the people of God. Huh? God is not worried about the, ch the world. He's worried about the church. You need to understand he's coming back When Satan is in the midst, there is no other dominating force but him. And a lot of times we don't understand who's dominating and controlling our lives. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. And then we're going to go to John 1, 1 through 5. I want you to understand what is happening. Paul is appealing for separation from unbelievers. You need to stop thinking what we're going to talk about is the marriage relationship. You got to look at everything that's working against you in your flesh. That's causing you to be deceived and continue to walk away from the things of God. You need to really get down to the root of the matter. You need to really see what is separating you from the love of God. You need to understand you have the power. You have the control. Why did Jesus Christ die on the Calvary for your sins? He took back the death of the, the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Why are you stand here walking dead and say you are alive in Christ Jesus? Somebody is lying. Why are these things happening? What do I have in common? Can two walk together except they agree? There's some type of agreement. You come up for deliverance, huh? but why there's no deliverance happening? No true deliverance. Repent means to turn away. That means there's no desire in me. Huh? You got the first, not only fast and pray, and then the deliverance comes, but then you got to still continue to fast and pray. This is not an hour for you to be common. With familiar spirit. This is not an hour to be doing things on a occurring basis. That is prevalent, that is widespread in our lives. 
done more than one time? What do you have in common? What are your struggles? Huh? What do you continue to struggle with on a day-to-day basis? But then you come to prayer every second Saturday, but yet there's still no change. Huh? You got to understand something. Huh? If a child, if a teacher tells a child the same thing over and over again, that means that Mary has not gotten it. Huh? So therefore, he cannot move on. So why would you think that you cannot move on in God when God is telling you the same thing over and over again? Forever learning, but never coming into the truth and knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. John 3 and 11 says, James 3 and 11 says, can both flesh and, it says fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Why do you keep thinking that? There's some fish that live in salt water. But then there's some fish that cannot live. And there's some things that cannot live in salt water. Then there's some fish that only can survive in clean water, in clean atmosphere. Yes, salt is preserving, but what is it preserving in your life that's wicked? Be like a tree by the rivers of living water that you shall not be moved. I want to walk into the cleanness, into the holiness of Christ, the righteousness. I want to walk and I want to attain on a personal level in me the things that Jesus Christ has died on the cross for my sins. I want to live a clean life. I'm tired of being salted down by everything, every wind, every doctrine, every time somebody says something to me. They're salting what? My clean water that God has placed in me. Every voice that's speaking to you is not coming from the voice of God. It may sound like God. It may appear like God. It may look like God. But is it what God is saying? One of the biggest things that's happening in the church the people do not know the voice of God. And now the pastors have watered and salted the word down. The Bible says, eat the whole book. And we're not eating the whole book. We're taking bits and pieces. Nobody's going to make you read the word. Nobody's going to make you study the word. The Bible says, study to show yourself. Approved. A worker might need to be ashamed rather dividing the word of truth. Second Corinthians six. And fourteen. Paul's appealing. I looked up the word appealing. It says, make a series of urgent requests. Separation, the act of state of moving or being moved apart. Unbelievers, someone who has no religious belief, but then this is what God gave me. An unbeliever is someone who does not uphold the values, it says, as the Bible has stated. God gave me this this morning when I'm pertaining to 2 Corinthians 6, 14 and 18. It says you cannot separate yourself from something that you don't feel that is a threat. Because you're still fleshly. But some things only are spiritually discerned. Do not be unequally yoked 
together with unbelievers. And every time we read this scripture, we always want to think about a marriage. But let's think about the relationships you're in, the communications that you're involved in, the people that's been in your life 20, 30 years, but yet they're not going anywhere and they don't want you to go anywhere. Let you get higher than them and they're going to throw salt on your dreams and ideas. They're, they're always going to water it down because they always want you in the same salty pond as them. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? We talked about lawlessness. That's what? A worldly thing. Paul is making this appeal for separation from unbelievers. They were in a rut. They had been in friendships and, and developed all type of business transactions together. Some people you cannot do business with. Some people you just cannot try to help no more. Paul is making this appeal. It's urgent because he saw the danger of what he's going to do to the people. But we always think because we're saved, we're supposed to do everything. Oh, you, you're so busy trying to be saved, but you're not spiritually discerning right and wrong. You're not being wise as a serpent and cunning as a dove. Every lamb that cries for help is really not a sheep. It's a wolf in clothing. And I find out now, people, some people are going through they're crying out to you, but they're really going through because they are walking in a place of disobedience. And now the judgment of God is walking in their life and it's working because he's trying to save them. You got to understand something. Turn around over to Satan that for the destruction of his flesh that his soul may be saved. But you're trying to walk in and be God in their life and they're not telling you the whole story. You got to sometimes see, sit back and watch and see what God is saying and what God is doing. If you got a spiritual eye and a spiritual your consciousness that's connected to God. God is going to reveal you what's going on. He's going to fill in the gaps. Look at the relationships. Look at the people in your life. You're sitting there trying to help, but it seems like they continue, and the wisdom that you're giving falls on deaf ears. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with, with lawlessness? And what communication has light with darkness? What communication? Everything that you see on TV should not be in your eye gates and your ear gates because it's coming from a spirit of darkness. And you need to understand what is going on. You need to understand what God is saying in this hour. But you're trying to be spiritual minded. You're trying to be in a place that you don't understand huh, what the God is saying and doing in the people's life. This is not the time to be a dead man walking around huh, in Babylon and not have the spirit of discernment for you. Second Corinthians 6 and 14. But we don't want to do that. We're so busy trying to be good Christians, but we're failing miserably when we're trying to please God. Something is wrong. You got to get to a place that you stop trying to plow new ground and look at the old ground and see what you need to do to develop it. 
salvation. It's just as dark. And you're trying to bring light to something that God is judging because of disobedience. Let's go down to verse 15. I want to talk about Belial. It says Belial is a term occurring in the Hebrew Bible which later becomes personified as the devil. It's also known as Belhar. And what accord has Christ with the devil? Belial. What? Christ has nothing to do with the devil. They will always be at odds. They will always be at obstacles with each other because light and darkness cannot comprehend what God is saying. And they cannot occupy the same space at the same time. That's why the devil's omnipresent. He goes in and out of you. Belial. Why are you trying to be friends with Belial? Oh, Latifa, James, Michael, Ray J. The time is coming now that you got to cut it off by your power and by your means. God ain't cutting it off. The kingdom of God suffered violent and the violent. That means you ain't mad at it yet. You don't see it as an enemy. You don't see it as a threat. How can the word work when you don't even have faith in the revelation of it? What do I have in common with it? With unbelievers. So what you got to sit by yourself on your job? So what they don't like you? I'd rather sit in a corner by myself than be in a lounge room with them and they full of devils and don't even know that it has prevalent, it has spread over me on top of my other issues that I'm already struggling with. Why are you putting yourself in more danger and because you don't understand the danger that is already dwelling in your flesh? Belion. How can the spirit of Christ and Belion occupy the same space and time? There are signs that God is giving us that we're in the wrong place or we're around the wrong people. Why? You get a headache, you get nauseous, you get sick. You got all these perverted things in your mind, but you are not spiritually discerning. Then you want to know, you're backache, you're tired, you're lazy. 
Is it you or is it what you've been surrounding yourself with? Why am I struggling? Not even about money in this hour. It's about my spiritual struggle. What is going on? Why am I struggling? Why am I going through? Why are these things occupying me? Why are these things are, are coming and hurting me? Why are these things are getting me down? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? What part, what company that you have with them? Why are you struggling? Why you are at odds with God, but then yet you don't, you're not at odds with the person that's bringing you down. You're, you're not at odds with that person. But the people of God, you're going to fight them left into, oh, don't let you be anointed. You in for a fight in your life. You in for a fight. But you don't see the dangers of what you in. And you want to know why Satan is not nipping at your heels on every hand. Why he's working in your house. Why he's doing all of these things. You want to know why these things are happening. You're not looking and seeing the bigger picture. You don't have no understanding. You don't have no understanding of what God is saying. It's, it's one thing being broke. But it's another thing being broken down in your spirit. And then you blame God for everything. And he's done all for you. And I look around and it seems like I can't get no help. No matter how I try. And you're looking, trying to figure this thing out. You come to church Sunday after Sunday. You come to Bible study Wednesday after Wednesday. You come to prayer service. You come to revival. But yet there's no revival and there's no breakthrough. But I never look at the company that I keep in secret. I never look. That's really causing me harm. And they're constantly debasing my belief. But I always try to be religious and stand up and help them, but yet they cut your legs and your hands off every time. But that's one thing about Jezebel. That's what they did. They cut her hands and her feet off. But they think you are Jezebel because the enemy is going to be against you. He's going to call you the liar. He's going to call you everything because they did it to Jesus Christ. He said, are you casting out demons by Bezebub? Look at all of this. 
but yet you trying to revive them, but yet they thinking you are Bezebul, they thinking you're Jezebel, they thinking you're a whore, they calling you everything because you told them your secrets. And I'm scared to leave because they know all about me. What do I have in common? You don't understand. It's time now to separate yourself. And no matter what the cost is. Verse 16. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? All that means it's been a covenant made. When you sign that a contract, that's an agreement. And one thing about Satan, you're going to make a covenant with him. There's something. That's why when you're in deliverance, they tell you to come out of agreement with it. But you don't think that a contract has been made. You need to see this. You need to understand what is going on. What do I have in common with it? You need to search down deep, deep, deep down. We ain't even talking about generation. We're talking about living right now. Because the Old Testament said that the father sins when not following the children. So as long as I blame my mama because I haven't been delivered, so therefore I can stay in sin. What, what do we have in common? The excuses that we make in our mind that continue to be dead men walking, continue to be dead to, we ain't dead to sin because you, you alive, you activated, you moving and you swimming in it. You love that salty water because that salty water, you like that bitter taste in your mouth because you think it's preserving you for Christ, but it's keeping you, preserving you to stay in sin. You need to understand, you're not the salt of the earth. You're not the light that's shining in dark places. You are the soul and the daughter and the sons of Satan. And you work in witchcraft in the church. And your soul belongs to, to Satan. And he takes back information to the camp. And it's only strengthening you. It's, it's, and, and keeping him in a place that he's always controlling you. One thing about it is if you ever been huh, in an abusive or controlling relationship, the man wants to know your every move or the woman wants to know your every move. Why? Because you're bringing them information. So because Satan is your lover, he's the supreme being of your life. He's the controlling force. He's widespread over your life. He's prevalent. He's working in every area of your life. He's controlling your thoughts. He's controlling your mind. He's controlling your money. He's controlling your movement. You can't get out of nothing. And he'll let you come to church. He don't care because he knows you're never going to have no power. You're never going to be able to break free from sin.
know you will always be debased. You will always be in a low position of your life. And you were sitting there crying in the midnight hour at the church begging, worrying the pastor, worrying the evangelist. Why is it nothing is moving in my life? But you failed to look at what you want to let go in the secret places of your life. One thing about it, whatever is done in the dark is going to come into the light. And now God is moving and by his power and by his anointing. You need to understand what God is doing. There's a prophet coming in this place. There's prophetess and prophets that's moving in the land. And they're going to tell the people their sins and their discretions. They ain't going to care who's in the pulpit. They don't care if your mama or your daddy is sitting in the pew. But sin got to be exposed for change. What do I have in common? And I don't know if you noticed this. It seemed like because God is, is shaking heaven and earth, it seemed like them earthquakes, <laughs> all of them Osamis is washing up everything that's in the sea and in the earth. <laughs> and we were right there in the midst of it. And you think that God is not going to bring this stuff up. You think that you're going to hide this stuff you've been hiding for 20, 30 years. You got to understand something. God has stepped in heaven and he stepped in earth. And you got to understand something. He said, earth is my earth. earth heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. You got to understand the right feet of God is shaking the earth. And everything that's underneath the earth, everything's on top of the earth. God is exposing because he's moving. I told you God said for 2020, exposure. Now he's going to dig a little bit deeper because my people do not hear me. My people don't care. They throwing money at it. They'll throw the praise in the Lord on it. They'll throw all kind of lies and perversion. If you notice what people are doing now, they throwing more dirt on top of the dirt that was there. Nobody's trying to clean up in their own yard. We need to understand what is going on. We're getting farther and farther from God. We're not trying to clean up anything. We're trying to throw more dirt on it. Yet the more dirt you throw in it, the more shame it's going to be. Because it's going on for years and years and years. What do I have in common? You got a whole lot in common. If your house is still a mess, there's something wrong. You tell the pastor what you want. You tell the evangelist what you want. You tell the apostle what you want. And now God is going to deal with these pastors, the five-fold ministry. He's going to put y'all in the house. Just like he did Ezekiel and talked about the priest. That's going to go for the household of faith. That's going to go for the sheep. He said, get behind the wall and see the witchcraft they're doing in Egypt. You need to understand what's going on. <laughs> Y'all had the season where he, un un uh, that he uncovered the fivefold ministry. Not this season, is he's uncovering the sheep. 
and you want to know why you still lame and crippled. You want to know why you can't get no farther than where you are. You got to go now and go down. I told you seven layers of the skin. You got to go all the way down to the seven level. You got to understand what is the issue. It ain't about nobody else. It ain't about what nobody else done to me. It's how I responded. It's how I took it in. What did I let do to my mind and my body and my spirit? You need to understand something. As long as you're blaming everybody else, you do not see the devil and what you're doing as a threat. Because I'm looking elsewhere. You can't separate yourself from something that you don't think is a threat. And then the sad thing about it is going down to your children. Now I got one demon in the house, it's me. Now I got three and four in the house. And a bunch of demons in the house, it's going to tap everything. It's always going to be some negative energy. It's always going to be some dissemination. It's going to be some robbery, some drunkards, some whoredom, some adulteries. You need to understand what is going on now. But no, we don't want to see that like that. We keep making excuses for what the things that God is trying to get our attention about. Some of us rather stay in sin than do the right thing. <laughs> works of the flesh. Now the works of the flesh are evident. That means it's out there. Galatians 5 and 19. <laughs> and he working it. Adultery. Fornication. Uncleanness. Licentiousness. Adultery, sorcery, hatred. And you want to know why your children don't even believe in God? <laughs> Working sorcery. <laughs> All they do is take the Bible and reverse it. Because you walk reverse in the spirit. So it fell on them. So now they're walking even at a higher rim. And now it's adultery. But with you, it's just disobedience. You need to see this. <laughs> Sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissension, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, robberies, and the likes of which I tell you beforehand. Second Corinthians. You need to understand what God is saying. And all of these things is happening now. Can you go with me to 1 John? I'm going to go through 1 and 5. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning. You can't even deal with him. He's in a category all by himself. Matter of fact, that ain't even the right word. He's in a whole dimension, a whole universe. And he controls you. But yet he lets you do what you want to do. That's the mystery that you need to understand. He said, but I got something for that. I turn the one over to Satan for the destruction of your flesh that your soul may be saved. <laughs> a lot of times we don't understand this. And we want God to come in and do what we want him to do. But we never ask God, what does he want to do in our lives? Yeah. 
and that's the problem. That is one of the biggest things that we don't understand. <laughs> I got to go to Jeremiah 2 and 10. Your own wickedness will correct you. God said, guess what? What you do, your own hardship that you bring it on yourself is going to bring you into a repentance with me. Not only am I going to let Satan deal with you, but I'm going to let your own sin deal with you. This is what he said. And you're backsliding. Oh, I go to church. I'm jumping and shouting. Because Satan got a, a band-aid over your head and keeping that pain and poison in there. Don't even understand that you're in a backslidden state. And the church is in a backslidden state. Because we're getting farther and farther away from God. But you're jumping and shouting. Now they got you on Zoom thinking you're jumping and shouting. Now they got all these 1-800 prayer lines. And you jumping and shouting as long as you cash apping. You okay. Lord knows my heart. But he said, I see your bedroom. Huh? I, see, I see what you're doing in the dark. Huh? I see you in the closet working witchcraft. I see you in the closet doing all of these evil prayers against the pastor and everybody else. The people in your job, your mama, your daddy. I see you hate your own daughter and son. What do I have in common? What do I have in common? How can two walk together? Except they agree. James 3 and 11 says, can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same fountain? I told you, what are you salty? You need to see what's going on. This is the hour to play with your life. You better leave the Virginia lottery alone. With your own life. You don't understand like they got the billboard out there. God said, your sin is out there, the billboard, and it's for everybody to see. Because you show advertising. And then you looking like, oh, that's just the boo-boo over there. But God said on Monday, your name is going to be up there. I'm exposing all sin. All flesh will answer. Because you sold it. Whatever man sold, that which he shall also reap. And you need to understand this. <laughs> and he said this. He said, know therefore and see that it is an evil and a bitter thing. <laughs> That's what sin brings about. Why would you think God have another type of feeling? He said, what you're doing is even bitter. And guess what? I'm even bitter with you and I'm going to deal with you in an evil and a bitter way. But yet, I'm telling you to come back home. You can't even get away from me. Even when I let Satan get a hold of you. 
when I even let your sin get a hold of you, when I sent my precious son to die on the cross for your sin, if it wasn't for him, you would still stay out there on the billboard. You would still be walking in the salty waters of your life. You would still be in a place of being under control and domination force. You would still be in abuse. You would still be messed up. You would still be tormented. You would still be in a mess and a wreck in your life. And your house would never handle it. All but because of my son. away my sins. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What I have in common with him. What? I got to examine myself first. They ain't doing communion because half the people going to die. <laughs> That's part of the communion, is you examine yourself. <laughs> we ain't trying to do that no more. Before we examine ourselves, we'll run out the church and call the whole church a line and pastor too. But now, before we do all of that, we don't want to examine ourselves. We don't even want to do the right thing anymore because even like the right thing is the wrong thing. <laughs> and you don't understand what is going on. You don't even understand about nothing that's happening now. And you want to know why it's a bunch of uncircumcised people in the house of God. Because they're not letting God circumcise them the right way. And then you want to know why all of these things are happening. Just imagine you got all of this excess flesh floating around everywhere. And then there's nobody there to deal with it. And you'll run before you allow the pastor to bring deliverance. You don't even understand. You walking around, you uncircumcised Philistines. And we don't understand this. We don't understand what is really going on. And we're constantly in a state that we can't hear God because there's so much flesh going on. There's so many things going on and we don't want God to deal with us. And then we're in a bad state. And we don't understand why God's wrath is burning hot. I was trying to find about the communion scripture. I know it's in Corinthians. When somebody have it, can they give it to me? It's in Corinthians. Okay, here it is. Corinthians. One, 11 chapter, verse 23, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, I also, says, I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. 
Verse 24, it says, and when he gave, when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Why are you around here broken? He was already betrayed before he even hit your door. Do this in remembrance of me. When I'm going through the hard trials of my life, I remember the Last Supper. The bread that was broken and represented his body before he even went on the cross. And we just like the disciples don't even understand what he's doing. And that's the thing. We got the scriptures to remind us. They didn't have the scriptures while we're still lost. It says, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. While you walking in the old life. That blood that was contaminated, that was salted. When it ran down on Golgotha, it ran down in your blades. It ran down in your veins. Why do you think the earthquake happened? Because we come from the earth. So it had to run down the earth. That's why it broke. Because he knew you were going to be conceived. That's the dust, ashes, the ashes. You're going to go back to the earth. But why are you living? You're going to have his blood on Calvary. Let's go. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim, you shout out loud, you pronounce. The Lord's death till he comes. Why are you still dead? And that's a sad thing. I got to go ahead on and read this. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks of this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body. Good God Almighty. You want to know why so much sickness? A pastor sent me something yesterday that people that's getting COVID, it was 70% of the people that already had the shot. Nobody will be able to control this. So stop looking at CDC. Judgment is in the land. of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. Oh, we ain't trying to do that. He said, but let every man be a lie and God be true. 
and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he who eat and drink in an unworthy manner eats and drink judgment. Why do you think this is going to And we're not even in the second death. Trying to save something that God is judging. Because it found it unworthy. When you then sat at the Lord's table and you played with your own salvation, but you didn't understand the contract or the agreement that you signed. And just like anybody that reneges on the contract, then that's when judgment and invokes the laws of that contract. To himself, not discerning the Lord's body. <laughs> I turned my back on Calvary. This body which was broken. I turned my back and started looking at Twitter. I turned my back and I looked at all the false prophets that I ran to to bail me out because my son and daughter was crazy. <laughs> but nothing happened. to Jesus Christ. That took away all of my sin. Oh, I'm sorry. All of my pain. All of my heartbreak. All of my bitterness. All of my frustration. He bore. Well, I was Tempted by the devil. He was out there for 40 days before he even came to the cross. And Satan twisted the word. And he said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded up out of the mouth of the Lord. But you're so worried about this bread, so you're going to run around. But you ain't trying to eat the word. But the food that they're going to give you is already, God said, it's already contaminated. But you don't want to eat this bread of life. Bread of heaven, feed me till I won't no more. But you're still walking around in the desert because that's where he was. In the hot, scorching weather, when God done brought you out of darkness, out of the trial and tribulations of your life, why are you still out there listening to the devil in the wilderness? When God has brought you into the marvelous light, in the covenant, in the agreement with Him, that shielded you from all of this. For this reason, many of what? Weak. Good God Almighty. You weak, the children weak, 
the boss week, the church week. People acting ugly at the grocery store, Macy's, TJ Maxx, Farm Fresh, spitting your food, you're buying it. Because <laughs> they weak. Weak to what? They own emotions. There's no restraining around them. Because if there's no word, there's no restraining of my emotions. And seek among you. And many what? Sleep. You want to know why it's dead man walking. There's your answer right there. Because if we would judge ourselves, oh, why am I trying to look at me? We would not be judged. But because God said, you have failed to look at your own sins, now I'm going to send judgment. First John. I read you verse one, in the beginning was the word. Number two, he was in the, in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of man. Without the life of God, there's no light in man. So why they don't have no light? Because they don't have God in them. And because you're allowing them to control you, you have given them your mind and your body, your spirit. Now you won't understand why there are wolves and thieves thieves and wolf clothing. Because you don't have the light of God no more. Because you're in a backslidden state. And now you walk around in Jeremiah while your own wickedness is reproving you. You don't understand. No matter what you did, God cannot undo Calvary for nobody. And he wouldn't, no matter how many sins you committed. Because he loves you more than you love yourself. And you don't even have a subconscious of your mind to even comprehend what God has done for you. Shines in darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend. You can't <laughs> comprehend it. And I brought, and I had to do Wikipedia on you. What comprehend? Grabs mentally. You don't understand. We're in a mental battle. what's going on. <laughs> and we're sitting here don't even understand why we keep missing things over and over again. We don't understand that. 
because you can't comprehend what God has done. You can't even comprehend the light. You don't, can't rationalize what's going on and you wouldn't know why. You are not covered. Disobedience. You need to understand something about disobedience. And we want to know why. That we are stuck in this same place. You want to know why? We're in this state of consciousness of our mind. And the light shine in darkness. The light shine in darkness. And the darkness could not comprehend it. And we can't even comprehend God. And God is passing over us because there's no covering. There's no light because we're walking in a disobedient state. What do we have in common? What do we have in common? You got a whole lot in common. But you fail to look at yourself and see the true you. And I want to tell you, this is what God told me. Darkness could not comprehend the light. Why is the light compromising with the darkness? I just tell you what to tell me. There's a whole lot of compromising <laughs> with the darkness. But the light of God never compromises. The more light, the more power you have. The more darkness, the more demonic forces that's going to be around you. And not only are you using it in yourself, you're going to use it against other people. And you think that you're in the will of God. And this is what's going on. And the light shine in darkness. That means it's supposed to change the stuff that's in our heart. But when it came to change us, we turned away from it. And the darkness did not comprehend it. Because you rejected God. And I want to say this. How is it that we are walking around with all of these dead things hanging on you? Or on us? And you don't even know it. Christians now don't feel nothing. Discerning, fire baptized, Holy Ghost filled by from the heavens and see everything. That's a difference. Everybody's not going to have this anointing. If he's taking it from a pastor's, why would you think that he'll allow you to operate in it and you're a sheep? And they're going to be judged with a greater calling than you. Because the ones that know the way and disobey are going to be what with many of stripes. Why would you think, how can God beat you? You got the light. Because that's the case. Jesus Christ didn't have to come and down the cross and cover your sins. That's what keeps God from judging you. Do you need a revelation? 
So if you not don't have the light, God can come in and judge you because you're walking around in darkness. But as long as you have the light, he can't judge you. You need to understand what's going on. It's all in the scriptures. But you fail to take heed. Now God is setting the next stage. And the people that's walking in God, we're just looking for the sounding of the alarm, the sounding of the trumpets. And people that's walking in a way that's tuning into the world, you're going to be running here and there. And that's what's going to happen. Because you are attached to it. That's why you got all of these dead things walking around you. If dead things are walking around you, just imagine there's nothing but leeches. And they draining you. They draining the light. They draining the anointing. They draining you of everything that is of God. So therefore, because you failed to disconnect yourself, because you failed to allow the word to prune you, because you are uncircumcised, you have failed to allow the word to correct you. And that's a bad thing when you think of you, your own God. So your own God is going to judge you, and that's Satan. And he has no mercy. Because you're judging yourself. Because I got it. Dead man walking. It says, what do we have in common? What do we have in common? It's time now to get yourself together. It's time to clean up your own house. I ain't got time to look at nobody else. I pray that something's been said and done in Jesus' name.